everyone, welcome to Fireside with Affinity Podcast. I am your host, Sheila Teresa, and my hope is that you will find your answers to all the questions related to migrating to Australia. Today, we have a special episode where you will get to know a little bit more about Binfeng, the Director of Affinity Migration. And in this episode, you will hear about his background, his passion, his vision for the business, and his aim for this platform. Hi, Binfeng. Before we talk about affinity migration, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yes, yeah, sure. Um, so I am Chinese by birth. And when I was about uh, just under two years old, my family and I migrated to a place called Vanuatu. Uh, where and, and that's where I raised and did my primary school. Then I traveled to Australia when I was about... Um, in my early teens and attended a, a school here uh, and stayed here ever since and then graduated uh, from university as an engineer and a commerce student and at that point I, I knew that my future was probably in Australia because back in Vanuatu there, there probably wasn't the type of uh, engineering work that I'd be looking for. Mm. Do you have um, any hobby or passion? I love sports. Uh, I like playing sports and watching sports. As, uh, as my wife can tell you, I, I watch a lot of sports. Um, apart from that, I enjoy uh, reading. And I'm also uh, part of a church. So uh, a, a big part of my time is also spent in that. Wow. That's very different from what you were studying. So I guess you mentioned before that you were um, studying engineering and doing you know, wishing to do engineering work. How did you end up making that switch from engineering to migration law? It is quite a big change. At least, you know, people that I've spoken about have said it's quite a big change. Uh, for me, I it started off as a joke. Uh, before my, my father passed away, I, I joked with him that, you know, the only thing I would know if I ever left engineering was uh, filling out visa applications because that's what I've been doing for my family and myself for a very long time. And then uh, I guess when I, when I became a Christian, um, I, I really had a good think about what I wanted to do for the rest of my life and whether my career in engineering uh, would help to fulfill that. And, and what I really wanted was to be able to interact with people and, and see that my work would really benefit them um, at a personal level and that's why I sort of went into um, migration law studied that whilst I was working and then eventually uh, left engineering to practice this that is indeed a big move when did you set up the company we set up the company um, probably late 2015 but wouldn't really begin practicing until uh, the beginning of 2016 Hmm. when you say we like who are they so I do have a business partner. Um, her name is Mei Hong. And uh, like myself, she's uh, also, um, I guess, has migrant parents that came here and she was born here. And she uh, worked in the immigration department for quite some time uh, before we, we met through a mutual friend and decided to, to study migration law together. That's awesome. And may I know, why did you name it Affinity Migration? We actually had quite a few names. Most of the names, we, we actually, you know, put together a list of names, sent it out to our closest friends and family for them to review it. And the only one that came back with any sort of uh, positive uh, result was Affinity. 
And affinity captures how we want to interact with our clients. And we want to see them more than just a paper application or a transaction. We, we really want to build that relationship with our customers. And, and affinity in many ways means to have a relationship with. Um, and, and that's what, how we want to see each and every one of our clients. Mm. And is there a reason why the logo is designed uh, this way? Like in red, blue, white? Mm. Uh, we actually gave our designer a, a very, I guess, in our mind, simple brief. Um, you know, in, in both of us, Mei Hong and I, we have a Western culture and uh, the Oriental culture. And we wanted a logo that represented that. At least, you know, the colors would represent that. And so this is what our designer came back with. And then, um, you know, a lot of people have also said to us, why does your logo look like uh, the, the Malaysian Airlines logo? So, yeah. Yeah, it reminds me of um, the flags of some countries that have that color. <laughs> so what would you say is the greatest joy that you get from this business? The greatest joy on, uh, on a personal level are probably interacting with clients and hearing their stories. I, I love hearing the client's stories. And usually that happens at the initial consultation. Um, everyone's um, reasons for wanting to migrate to Australia is different and everyone's pathway is different. Um, so, so that's the initial joy that I get out of it. I guess the, the other source of joy is being able to journey with that client all the way from the beginning uh, until the end when they finally reach their goal and, and you know, when they can proudly say that I'm a permanent resident of, of Australia or I'm a citizen of Australia. Hmm. I guess what you're doing is really meaningful. You know, like I guess for myself, I too um, was a migrant to Australia. And I think I, when I applied for my application to become a permanent resident, I remember like I really depend so much on my migration agent. And so, you know, like what you're doing is really meaningful and a lot of people are depending on you for um, the change in their life that could be very significant. Like, you know, I'm very grateful to be here in Australia as well. Mm. And so what would you say is the biggest challenge that you face in this business? That's a good question. There are a few challenges uh, that are quite major in our business. Uh, the, the first of those is that our clients uh, generally may only come to us for uh, one or uh, two services and then that's it. Or if you want to call it transactions, you know, and, and that's generally uh, the, the end of the revenue generating part of the service. Obviously, the relationship extends beyond that. So it's very different to, let's say, an accounting practice where the clients come back to you year after year for their tax returns and you get ongoing revenue. For us, it's not like that. So there's always this need to, um, I guess, go out um, to, to markets and to, to get new clients, right? So that, I would say, is one of the biggest challenges. The second challenge that we, we do see as an industry as a whole is that we actually pay a lot every year in terms of registration fees. We pay a lot to put ourselves through CPDs, which is continuous professional de development. We take courses uh, to upskill ourselves to ensure we stay um, current and up to date. Whereas there are a lot of companies overseas that um, are not registered, don't do the level of things that we do, and yet um, run these businesses, migration agencies to provide advice and we, we see the negative consequences of that. But 
perhaps you know they are our um, one of our biggest competitors because they can charge uh, at such low prices compared to what we can uh, but we have all these overheads mm. yeah. I guess there's no way for the government to sort of like stop these people from doing what they're doing if they're not registered it is quite hard uh, you know the government tries its best but it's limited to our its powers are limited to what it can do within Australia. Once mm. you go overseas, often it's out of the government's jurisdiction. So mm. they, there's not much they can do about it. So I guess for the benefit of our overseas listeners, what should they be aware of when they are consulting certain um, advice with a you know so-called migration agent? Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm by no means saying that all of these con- uh, companies are... Uh, operating illegally or anything like that but if you do come across uh, such a company or if you are looking for a migration agent always ask them for their registration number and you can there is an official government website where you can go to cross-reference whether that person is registered or not and it would generally show you whether that person has been disciplined for other things before So often I find that it's a good uh, starting point just to ensure that you're dealing with someone who is registered and bound by Australian law. Mm, Yeah, that's a very good advice because I guess for myself, I wasn't aware that there is such thing that I need to check when I consult a migration agent. But yeah, okay, so if you were to give advice to someone who is thinking of pursuing this career, what would that be? Uh, think very carefully. <laughs> um, I, I would say, you know, be prepared um, to have to persevere for some time before, you know, you, you are able to to probably make uh, any sort of amount of money that would cover your own expenses. Hmm. But we, we go into this profession not because we want to get rich, but because we have a genuine heart for people. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if, if you do have a genuine heart for helping people to migrate to Australia, um, I would say that that is probably your passion. Um, but just be prepared that, you know, it is not a, a get-rich-quick sort of industry mm. and you do have to pers- persevere through through some very challenging times. Mm, that's very interesting. I guess on that, for another time we can talk about what are some of the expenses that you have to spend because I thought, you know, being a migration agent, don't you really only sell your skill and advice (laughs) oh well um how many team members do you have currently and what are some characteristics that you make sure that they do have Mm. so um we are fortunate enough to have two offices now we have one in sydney and one in hong kong i primarily look after the office in sydney and um, may hong looks after the office in hong kong so it all up, we probably have something like 10 or more staff. Um, so with Hong Kong, I know they've got a slightly different recruitment criteria. Uh, but in Sydney, one of the things that uh, we have been uh, looking for is someone who, firstly, uh, depends again on the role that we're, we're recruiting for, but if it's uh, con- consulting-related uh, roles or migration agents, then we definitely want to see that they have a heart for people. Mm. Um I'm a big believe, believer in that technical skills I can always teach you, but your attitude I cannot. So a heart for people is a big one. The second thing that I look for is, do you have a passion uh, for the legislation? Mm. 
Uh, and I and I always uh, say that because if you don't have a passion for the legislation, you will not want to read it. You will not want to invest more time into understanding the little little things, the little things that could make or break a case. Yeah. So so these are probably the the main things I would say. Mm, great. And now you have been in this business for what almost six years now. Uh, what are the top three countries where your customers are from? We probably haven't uh, looked at the data as closely as which specific countries. Um, but off the top of my head, the areas which where we get our most clients are probably, I would say, Southeast Asia, Europe, and starting um, recently, I would say South Africa. So, so these are probably our our biggest source of clients to date. Hmm. Interesting. Okay, I guess those are the questions that we can start off with to get to know more about Affinity Migration and Bin Thang himself. But before we close, I have another question. Now that we have recently set up this podcast, what do you wish to achieve through this platform? So there are a lot of good platforms out there and, and there are a lot of different agencies that have published great information on different visa subclasses, um, different things to do with the legislation. And, and that is fantastic, you know, their, their work is great. What I would like to do is actually, firstly, for this platform to be driven by the audience. I want them to tell me what they want to hear and then to publish content that is useful to them instead of telling them what they should be hearing. I mean, there will come a time to do that, but ultimately I would like this to be an audience-driven podcast. Secondly is the legislation is, is very technical, like, like any law. Uh, there's a lot of te uh, technical jargon, legal jargon in there. What I would hope to do through this platform is to really use it in everyday languages that people can understand, regardless of whether you are an English professor or you are someone who English is your third or fourth language. I want to be able to, deli the, to deliver the content in such a way that you would be able to understand it and to use that information. Mm. Who would have thought someone would leave his engineering career and pursue another completely different path to become a migration agent? Bin Feng has shown his great passion and calling and I hope you have enjoyed getting to know Bin Feng in this episode of Fireside with Affinity. If you have any questions or if you want us to cover a certain topic, feel free to email us at info at affinitymigration.com.au. Alternatively, you may also find us on Facebook. We would love to hear from you. Have a great day. Bye.